This is the first time listening to us. Well, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a crazy. I've been really sick. Mm-hmm. Still I don't recovering. Think I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm still kind of congested, mm-hmm. coughing a little bit. Yeah, it's been crazy. I'm just mother effing exhausted over here. <laughs> She's been having a crazy life. Mm-hmm. Crazy life. Hey, but our Our listeners who listened and know my background. Big news, though. Haven't had an episode. Yes. So that's a good update that's been going on. Um, But uh, everything else has been crazy. Crazy. So why I've been sick, I've been paying attention. Mm -hmm. Watching. I've been watching. I've been watching all of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jules been watching, you know, even the the listeners, oh, we're our see- supporters, we're even. Seeing, we're seeing who, who's who's bitching about it being about it. Yeah, that's we our do. Motto. We are seeing who's being about it instead of just bitching about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we're not going to be editing our show. Nope. Anymore. Yep. No that, longer. If you've listened to a couple of the other ones, we've said that that's our new thing. Yep. Um, you're just going to write it out with you're us. You're going to see all our imperfections. Cause all we're, of it. That's what we're made of. And as you all know, we have children in the background. Yep. Um, animals. Animals. One's on a walk right now. So they'll be coming back. Probably be barking. You never know. We're recording this at nighttime. We're normally doing it during and in it, the morning. <clears throat> we live in the back of a field of a yeah, school. Back of a field of a school. So they like to blare the music. Although it was rainy, it was kind of. But it, it, our it was field up and down is, today. is in my head known as the uh, dog park. Dog park. It's not a dog park. It's a school mm-hmm. field, but yeah. people think of it as a dog park. I see about twenty dogs a day or more in there. So. <laughs> I want to focus today on accountability, yes. on everything that we're talking about, accountability. That's like, you know, remember in Sesame Street where the, the key word of the day mm-hmm. or whatever, ours is accountability. accountability. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> Account- accountability, Just man. Just insert it. Accountability. Does, it, does everybody know what the definition of accountability is? No, let's look it up. Do and we then, know? Do you know what the difference is between accountability I mean, like and a, responsibility, right? I have a guess, but I don't think I actually have. I mean, let's just educate everybody. What does accountability actually mean? 
What does so, it mean? Tell us, Joel. Tell us what one, it means. For one other thing, it's a noun. See, I would have guessed accountability would have been like an action because like we're putting an action in that, but I'm wrong. The fact or condition of being accountable, known as respectability, their lack of accountability has corroded public respect. That okay, was accountability. In a sentence. Mm-hmm. So in the business world, accountability is a little bit different. Um, accountability would be you have this responsibility versus accountability. Very good. Go. <clears throat> Let's do it. Responsibility is task oriented. Every mm-hmm. person on a team may be responsible for a given task that is required to complete a massive project. Accountability is what happens after a situation has occurred. Yeah. So here we are. Accountability after a situation has occurred. Measure 110. Homeless situation going on in our state. Accountability, right? Crime. You know, the DA. Mike Schmidt. Ted Wheeler. The commissioners of our county, Multnomah County. Clackamas County accountability that even goes down to on a federal level of accountability where we live in the United States our government is a bunch of cowards mm-hmm. accountability. and I'm just calling it what it is and the current people running things are cowards oh yeah and do not know what they are doing and they are handling everything horribly mm-hmm. they really are I'll just talk about the homeless situation that is right there in your face. So the bottom line, as we, we've already talked in our other episode, the state throws it back at your, your county for the social services, your, your city to help organize that. And we already went over that, so we're not going to go over it again. But accountability is so important and to have a plan and then to have all of those responsibilities and that you are taking the action and making a responsible decision and plan, especially when it's our tax dollars, okay? So that even goes down misuse of money. So I think what, like, the huge thing that I see with everything is that... um, these people that are in government within our state, within our country, um, <clears throat> they make these decisions and you will see that the citizens and the people don't agree with these right. decisions. And it is just beyond because then that's the representation. That's the representation that we're giving mm-hmm. is because they're the people running our government. It- but us people were like, wait, wait, no, mm-hmm. we didn't say that. We don't agree with that. Right, right. With about a lot of these. A things. lot of the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, our government is supposed to be we, we, all, you, us, we the people. Yeah. For the people. Yeah. By the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is being not. It's not like that. It's not like that. Within our own country. We fund people's addictions. 
Um, we're not helping. We're feeding into the addictions is Correct. what I'm witnessing. Um, and outside of our country, we are funding genocide. A massive amounts and not just in one place in multiple countries and Jill's seen it firsthand because during her cichlid vomiting she became friends with some of those people and and she noticed and she showed me of really what is happening over in Israel and in Gaza and in Gaza um, and there's certain narratives that are being pushed that are very false. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's wild. Um, I, even in, <clears throat> and I don't pronounce things very well, but even in Sudan, massive casualties that there, no one's talking about. There's a blackout of no communication mm -hmm. where there is no internet. There is no way to be able to know what is happening there. Right. But it is last reported that over 9,000 people have died. Millions can't go to school for like six months due to the war that is happening there. And nobody's talking about that. But I am because I care about people. Mm -hmm. People, and this is the thing. People won't care until it happens to them. Right. But I want you guys to sit back because it's only a moment and it's going to happen to us. And then imagine your families being displaced. You're, you're losing relatives. These people that I have in my inner circle that I see, they're losing family members. They lost their, their childhood home. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so this is like, I mean... I wouldn't say I'm directly affected. So people will be like, why are you making this your fight or whatever? It's because I care about human beings. No one. Children. Mm -hmm. These fucking kids. And you guys will always, if you listen back to any of our other podcasts, kids are my number one priority. They deserve the world. They don't deserve hate. They don't deserve trauma. They don't deserve, right. they deserve to be fucking kids. Right. And and I've, and I've had this realization, your youth is so short. And what these kids have had to deal with within our own country and in other countries is beyond. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, you know, the kind of support that the United States is giving is not okay with me because, you know, just sending body bags. Yeah. You know, um, but, you know, that's one would say that's not my fight. Right. But it is my fight when my country steps in and <sighs> sorry is being a fucking idiot. So well, and siding with people who um, <clears throat> told millions and millions of people to go uh, towards a certain route mm -hmm. and say, like, OK, you guys don't want to be affected by this escape if it, like first of all telling them to leave their homes for one like that's screwed up some people stayed because mm -hmm. that's their homes um but the people who fled they were fucking bombed that when i like when you hear that and you you actually find out the truth you hear it mm -hmm. from human beings that are living this you li from the lived experience from human beings it's just 
crazy. And then you'll see uh, things that are from in like the rubble and all this stuff. And things will be like property. And you'll find things that have been supplied from the United States. Because then you'll think you're like, oh, this isn't happening. Like, why is this my problem? Your tax dollars are being used to fund that. Right. But yet they here in our own country where we are poor, right? We were, we're broke. Our country's broke. But yet we're, we're sending money all the way to Israel. Lots and lots of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But yet we have people on the street hungry. Yep. <clears throat> people without homes. Mental health. Very high, high, highly bad mental health right now where they're when I'm meaning bad, I'm not saying like people I'm talking about there's no access for people to mm-hmm. get the proper help that they need. And it's so dysfunctional mm-hmm. that, you know, those that are that are accountable for this, um, it is so confusing to get the help. Right. It is so dysfunctional. And for things that like we were witnessing in our country and in other countries, like strikes happening because right. they're again, they're wanting to hold these companies for accountability, like pay them. They need these resources, like help them. And it is getting to be where it's going to affect me because of how my insurance is. Right. I have medication that I take on a daily basis that I can't, I cannot go without. Right. It is. And I, and it's kept her from being out of the hospital. That is part of it. (laughs) So that's why I'm like, it's kind of something that I can't really go without right now. And my doctor tried to set me up like, like not in a bad way, like set me up for like, I wouldn't go out. I had, would have like, I think a three month supply. Right. And, um, to like with everything that's been going on, my insurance said no. And they will only supply a certain amount. And it's been a long battle between my doctor and my insurance. And mm-hmm. um, did you get, hey, I mean, let's find it. Did you get to pick up a prescription? I did, but it's not for the amount that my doctor prescribed me. Yeah. The insurance only prescribed me a smaller amount and mm-hmm. allowed it. And it's so crazy to me. And this is where I think insurances need to be more held accountable because they act like they're fucking doctors. Right. And it's not done with just me. I've seen it done with my dad Mm -hmm. and you. And it's just crazy to me how things that are from a doctor saying like, oh, my patient needs this to fucking either live, survive or function, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, they don't. It doesn't make sense. Like, or they recommend something. Right. Like there was countless things when I was going before I had my surgery to get my uterus removed, Mm -hmm. um, where I had options. I did have options. They were like, okay, we could try this shot, shut it down for a little while and see what the fuck happens. Right. Insurance said no. No. And then they're like, okay, let's try again. We know better than the doctor. Mm -hmm. Really? We know better We've had this, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, it's the reason why is because how much did that cost? It was, a, it was thousands of dollars just for one shot. So they weren't going to. And so my doctor cover it kind of like I played the waiting game mm-hmm. and this is where I didn't have surgery right away. I played the waiting game. They tried again and then they're like, okay, we're going to try a different medication. Still not approved. And then my doctor, I, I, at this point, 
I was having episodes like all the time. Like I was not a functioning human no. being. And so I was like, no, no, no. Every three weeks she was having, I mean, you guys remember, I mean, if you go back and then uh, you listen to our three part series on, on Jules health, I could barely gain weight. Yeah. I wasn't gaining weight. I was losing it. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy though to me. That's why I, sorry, I took like a second. It's crazy to me that they okayed the surgery of right. a, a of a permanent thing of a removal, which by the way, as a woman, what you have to go through for that disturbing and fucked up. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a governmental process. It's so insane. Um, like you have to sign government papers, right? It's fucking nuts. And, um, but anyways, before even coming to that, it's like, I had these options and it was told to me no over and over again. And my health declined to where I was like, I'm all out of options. And my dog, and I told them, I was like, what can I, can they're like, okay, we could do this, but this means this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, do it. I need to be able to be alive for the two children that I have currently. Right. And that's my priority. Of course, we all found out later on um, that didn't help her. Didn't help her. Mm-mm. Didn't help her. I mean, but. it made it to where I wasn't in pain because I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. I was, but I'm in different pain, but. Um, but it didn't help. Didn't then, help. I think I, would, I don't think she got diagnosed with cyclic vomiting until after. I would say uh, it. I I was diagnosed by then. Oh yeah. But um, I would say it lessened up to where I was having them once a month. Yeah. But but before that, it was more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't getting breaks, and then even up to this last year, it was really really bad. Where it was like going one in right after another. Yeah, the last one we didn't think she was going to make it. So, yeah. really kicked it into gear. Really kicked <laughs> it into gear. But we actually that I think we talked about it. We we had a doctor that was actually really legit. Good. Not it's not her doctor, unfortunately, but it was just a doctor. A that doctor I at got the hospital. At the hospital. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't be on the plan that she's on right now. Literally, and like when I'm there, like. I don't like to be alone. So usually I'm on FaceTime with yeah. someone. So my mom was on FaceTime with me mm-hmm. and the doctor comes in. Cause I had the kids. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so he's explaining to me about like hydration and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, the best way to stay hydrated because for me having like sugary stuff, like a Gatorade or stuff like that is not good for me. It kind of counterbalances cause sugar is not good for me. Um, so he's like salt and water. Well, a certain type yes. of salt. Not not table not salt. table salt is bad for you. Yes, um, and like he he, but the way he explained it was basically a similar way as somebody that my mom follows for very good health tips. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like it made sense when he broke it down. We're like, oh, and like the yeah. water gets pulled into the cell and it actually hydrates it. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's the best way to stay hydrated. And then that's what he told us was in the hydrate, like the bags that they give you. It's yep. salt water. And I'm like, no shit. I'm always getting so, salt water. So we have managed to keep her hydrated, yep. open up her cells because just drinking water, you're not going to stay hydrated. I got salt water right here. Yeah. But it's got to be the right salt. And yeah. It's got to be uh, sea salt. you can't overdo it. You got to just sprinkle some pinches in there. Mm-hmm. And it's either 
I do I do a crystal on my tongue. It's like a sea salt, yeah. which could be like Celtic salt. Celtic salt or, is what I use. Uh, pink Himalayan salt I yeah. think is considered a sea salt. And then there is the Redmond's Real Salt, which has um, a good amount of minerals. But I think the one that has the number one most is Celtic. Mm-hmm. Celtic has the most beneficial it, minerals. And you have to remember... You know, the health industry is... They're not going to tell you that. The health industry is for profit. So they want you to be sick. Big pharma. That's all I got to tell you. Big pharma. You know, they want you to be sick. And they're not going to tell you to get better or how you're going to get better, right? And so for that doctor to do what he did was just awesome because Joel hasn't been in the hospital since may oh my gosh and he prescribed me a medication a medication that i talk to people and they're like what the fuck is that right and i'm like oh shit like is that a bad thing but i'm like it's working it's working um it may not be a popular thing that people no. are taking and she may have felt weird like you know hey this is this is how Oh, it- the first few months was a little odd yeah it was weird but she- i'm being able to um she can function yeah and you know she's driving you oh, know. yeah, I'm driving. Let's update. And don't know if you guys knew I was anxious about that. Yeah. So, but she's been, she's been doing okay. But hey, that has a relation to the holding shit accountability. Yeah. Because uh, things that really kicked me into gear, we've talked about it on here about my children yep. being bullied. Um, so, I'm just say it the last day of my daughter's school year, she fucking got pushed down the stairs. Don't know the person who did it, mm-hmm. but um, I was just, it was like the last, I was like, I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I'm done. And then um, also my other child going and attending school um, is just a lot of factors, but one of them was that, and I'm glad I did it because then I found out as of recently, yep. that a person that had bullied my daughter previously and have said stuff, and I think I've even brought up situations and have said it on here, but we didn't know who they were. I'm not going to say their name, but we know who it is now. Yep. My daughter has witnessed other bullying happening mm-hmm. um, and is so fearful of saying something to an adult and the others are also fearful because of this being an older person, bigger than them, picking on little people mm-hmm. and afraid of what they may do. Right. And so. And let's be honest. The, so the, di- the school districts and the schools are just not being accountable for the bullying behavior. And one example is Jewel and I were sitting there living our own lives here, you know, doing our thing. And all of a sudden, Oregon went viral again because of in Tualatin, you know, a, a middle school had very, very bad bullying I mean, behavior sure over and with, over and over and over with again. With us saying that, anybody who's listening knows exactly because it had millions. It had, millions. you know, videos. Uh, so many videos. So many people resharing it. So many people talking about it. But the Every thing, news thing talking about it. The thing that just irritates me 
is that wasn't the first time. It was a repetitive uh, thing that was happening. And so every time I'm sitting there, like, what is your policy on that? What is your plan? Are you using your plan? Um, are you being accountable? Are you actually going by the guidelines that you have that for you your that you set up for your district, for your school? Are you actually putting those into play? Are you actually doing that? No, you're not. You're not. Yeah, and I would like to state that the moment that my child has gone into public school um, has been bullied. And when I mean that, like, (laughs) her first uh, glimpse of school was on a computer screen for COVID. It was pretty much the whole school year up until May and went to school for maybe a month and a half in person masked up dude so again these people aren't even seeing each other's freaking faces and they're being called ugly your clothes are ugly your hair is ugly this that and the other thing and then then like i can't even say it because it's just like i can't believe that little kids are saying it. they would say like rude like mean derogatory words things that like so innocent had no idea the meaning behind them because none of that language or anything is ever spoken in the home and so she's like they said this and i'm like "Ooh, we don't we don't 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 say say that that." it was like bad and so that was like kindergarten and then it like kept progressing Mm -hmm. and then it kept getting worse and then now there's physical harm and i'm like Mm -hmm. This so this person, this specific kid, rode on her bus mm-hmm. and has threatened to come to our house and kill her. Mm-hmm. So now that we have a name and we have an identity of who this person is, because last year. She had no idea. She, she didn't know who the person was. Who the name, anything like that. And now it's raising concern to me because mm-hmm. this person is causing physical harm to people in her circle. Somebody that's, I mean, a little closer to our circle. Mm-hmm. Somebody that is one of her good friends that lives nearby. And somebody that... I've noticed has already a hard time right. being able to get through school and right. due to personal stuff and getting a fucking nosebleed. They're third graders. Yeah. It's, They're babies, dude. And and, like, and you got to remember, you know, our slogan is don't bitch about it, be about it. And just so you guys are aware I haven't known this information for a long time. I just found out last night. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, Jules known about the bully behavior in certain things. I've known about the bus. And just so you know, and just so you know, your school district has, every school district, if you're in Oregon, has a policy and a procedure. And so, and and it goes down to, um, 
your school too, right? They have a policy and a procedure. That even that even falls with if if you read it, I read it. I took the time to read it. And within our policy and procedure, that that also includes the transportation. Your to and from, your bus stop, all of that. From, Which both me and my mom have been given the roundabout. Right. And and um, I read the I read the policy and procedure and it includes your transportation. It includes the bus stop. It includes um, on school grounds, on anywhere on school grounds. They are responsible for our children, mm-hmm. and then they need to be held accountable for what is yes. happening to these children while they are there. And the thing that I think is the number one most frustrating thing is I am lucky and glad that I have a child that communicates to me the way they do. But again, didn't know everything until yesterday. We knew about the things that were happening on the bus. Um, Weren't aware of the threats of coming to our house and killing her. Mm -hmm. That was new information yesterday. Um, But the things that were happening on the bus was her bag being thrown, her legs being kicked, pushed, uh, so now, now we we have to take the necessary uh, steps and, and precautions. Yeah, and I don't think you guys want to know what. You don't want to actually know where we're really. We can't even say it. You don't want. <laughs> you don't want to know who, what, her male figures, how they feel right now. No. They're very <laughs> protective. Um, they are, that is that they're very protective. Yeah. Um. So her grandfather and father. Yep. Yeah. So if you are the parents of this kid, <laughs> I'm not saying like, I'm not like, we don't have it. Like we need, we need to come. Ha- we need to have a come to Jesus meeting. Okay. And what you guys obviously do. We're, it's peace, love and positivity around here, baby. But it's like, it, it is up until again, kids are being harmed. Right. And where at this point, the adults responsible for these children are not, they're not communicating to the parents. And um, there's one parent that I want to try to communicate with what's happening with their child. Because I do have communication. Yeah. And I have communication with them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have communication with all parents. But with this now, it's raising my concern as like, as the school's community not just as a few children well the the thing about it is in all in all seriousness um jill has an active role within both of her children's school i mean she's not just on the she's not just a parent, but she plays an active role i mean she doesn't work there but she's very active within both schools Mm -hmm. and um and she will continue to do that. So she, we're going to do that on the right level, and and that will that will take action like immediately when and she gets there <clears throat> on Monday. But I mean, we'll see the difference because I've already had a conversation with the um, the school is now run by a different principal um, since some other issues have happened. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this conversation goes. My previous conversation with the other principal didn't go very well. Um, nothing got resolved. And so, but you need to hold, hold people accountable. 
Yeah. Especially when there's already a plan, right? And, and have it stick to it. You know, we can't hold, apparently we can't hold Multnomah County accountable because they won't take responsibility for anything, right? And I don't think I'm overreacting because it was pretty recent that we did get word, but I feel like we were notified a little later that there was a child on transportation on a bus threatening to have a weapon and showing it to children and da 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 da. And then children coming to school panicking and telling other friends. Mm-hmm, freaking out. And then it like caused a thing. But we didn't find out until like I found out like 20, 30 minutes before I picked up my kid. And I'm like, Mom. Mm-hmm. And then I'm picking them up and I'm like, Mom, they're outside. And my poor child was so oblivious, which is like, thank goodness they're not traumatized by that. They're like, oh, yeah, we just had a drill and da 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 da. I'm like, uh huh, okay. <laughs> it's not funny, guys. It's not. It's because not it's funny, too but. close to home. And this is the thing is like, if you guys don't take shit more seriously, things end up fucking bad. Like I'm not liking hearing within our own state, how things have been done within the school that you talked about, the middle school within my own child's school. The only school that's doing it fucking right is my, my son's school. They're fucking the best thing. And that's what scares me. Jill's on the board there, man. They are such good people and they're so good to my child. And they're so accommodating. Oh my God. I'm so nervous. Yeah. So nervous for the move out of there to into this. the into the public school. Into the shit show that my ch- other child's in. Yep. And I'm like, really, do I want to bring my child into that? The only way I, you know, Jewel had raised concerns about the school, and I said, well, you know, you need to get involved. You have to get involved with the school. And sh- and you've done that, so I I give you props for that because you're heavily involved in both schools. Well, it's it's the things that I now know that I didn't know, mm-hmm. um, with how uninvolved the school district is within the school. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, mm-hmm. um, and how much the state doesn't support these school districts to support these schools. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, the system's fucking so failed, mm-hmm. and like. It is put on so much on the parents and it I have to say this cuz I've witnessed it parents they're not they're oof. yeah finding some good parents that are parenting good these days is really hard actually yeah um i it it's sad um kids deserve better again their youth is only for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's a fucking shit show after there for fucking, what, 50, 60 plus years, hopefully. Um, but like, it makes me angry. And I feel like I have to protect them mm-hmm. because sometimes their own parents don't protect them. Right. And so that's what I'm doing Monday. Yeah. I'm, it, it, this is the thing is. Right now, it's currently not even about my own child. It's about, it's about the other kids. Yeah, because it, it, 
No kid, no, no kid while they are going to fucking school that is supposed to be a safe haven for some of these other kids that don't have a good at home. Right. That's supposed to be another safe haven. I mean, you got to think about it. You're living in a time right now where, you know, some some children don't have, you know, the, a great upbringing right now. And what people need to actually know is some of these kids um, are homeless and they don't have a home. Oh, yeah. To without, and, without, I forgot to state this. My child's school is a Title I, yeah. which means 40% or more is in poverty. Yeah. Which means clo- either close to homelessness or homeless. Yeah. And so you have to you have to know that 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 is happening that that's you know a thing that our our kids right and now we are having. always stay on this show you never know what somebody's going through in their life right so you always be kind and mm-hmm. so that's what i push to my child but it's like it's like how much can these kids take of these certain things before they just explode right and and you don't want that. You don't want and that. And again, it's so wild because my ch- child's school is known for doing these teachings monthly of like anti-bullying and what you're supposed to do if you're bullied and counter a bully, blah, 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 blah. But these adults don't do a damn thing to protect these kids at mm. all. No, and that needs change. Accountability. Um, before we go, let's, let's talk about this next thing. Let's talk about this next thing that everybody in Oregon is going to need to know. So since we're having a little issue with, Oh, are we about to talk about the thing that I'm really pissed off about? Well, I don't know if it's about that, but no, is it, is it? So you know how we all got really upset when our governor just started releasing people from oh, prison. Oh, you're not talking about that. You're not talking about the other thing. Okay. Remember that? Okay. Well, guess what? There's some peeps in prison that is having their constitutional right. You take them from them, right? Yeah, so you know, like, when you get arrested, you're like, oh, if you don't have a lawyer, one will be appointed to you, da, da, da. that. So this is how dysfunction. Your Miranda rights. This is how dysfunctional <laughs> we fucking are, okay? I feel like, no, hold on. Can I put in parentheses real quick? <laughs> We're a test state, okay? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guess what? If if an attorney isn't appointed within seven days, they get they get out of jail, man. They get out of jail. Hundred and thirty five here in our state <laughs> right now that don't have an attorney. And what's happening is an attorney has not been appointed. Um, we don't have enough attorneys. To be passing around we're so disorganized and guess what they got arrested and they were just sitting there or they would show up to court without an attorney and then it just prolonged the thing they go sit back in jail for like a month or so without an attorney guess what seven days man 
seven days. And this isn't just one county. This is everywhere. It's all of Oregon. Okay. So you get arrested and guess what happens? If you don't have an attorney within seven days, you get out. How screwed up is this? Accountability, man. Accountability. And they got arrested for a reason, right? And might I add that this um, wonderful city, um, you know, because we make headlines all the time with what goes on here, right? <laughs> we decided, because, right, we're the people here. We decided, I'm speaking for us, right, um, that we're it was a like- good idea. And, again, I'm going to remind parentheses, we're broke. Um, and can't afford anything. Um, but, you know, we <laughs> built a $700 million Ritz-Carlton. Because that's... Downtown the, Portland, baby. That's the priority because for Portland. Because everybody needs to come visit downtown Portland where you get to witness the smash and grabs. Where you get to witness, witness the mental, mental illness. Like, we're literally the drugs. in crisis... And it's like, let's spend seven hundred million. So and then, and then my man, my man's watching fucking basketball, and he's like, "Look at the look at the court." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a fucking new court we just paid for this year." Ugh. But do you see what is happening to our city? And I'm like, "What the fuck?" So, I went to go book a uh, uh, book the Ritz Carlton, right? It was 600 and something before. Well, that's just to book. To buy, it's 1.3 million to 8 million. Like, and okay, where, give me that. Where is that coming from? Like, majority of us can't fucking afford that. Us millennials, there's this, there's this statistic that supposedly us millennials have so much money stashed. I'm like, okay, where? Can you dig it up and find it for me? Because I don't have it. No. No, we well, have, most of us millennials live with our parents. The the <laughs> taxes get um, raised. Um, so our taxes get raised. Your food gets raised. My um, every single bill that I paid just yesterday, there was an inflation on every single one of them. Um, Any time that even down to the fucking tv thingies like tv subscriptions yep they get raised every they're nickeling and diming everybody and yet they're fucking shocked to shit when somebody goes on strike because there's they don't have enough yeah they're like well you're supposed to be doing your job well fuck man it's really hard do you want us out on, on on the street i mean in order for us to survive which we don't talk about it too much is we come together as a family, and yeah, there's a lot of us that live here, but none of us are homeless, and we're paying our bills, and that's what it takes to live in the area that we live in right now, and, you know, I'm not ashamed. I make pretty good money for, you know, I thought, but no, not for the economy, you know. Holy crap. Girl, Holy I crap. Girl, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to afford to move out of your house. <laughs> That's like where shit's going out in this world. I mean, the house, the housing. 
I know. Well, I was just asking asking my dad. I was like, "Hey, do you think it's ever gonna be cheaper?" He's like, "No, not anytime soon." But if it does, like he was like implying like non realistic so things. So when when Joel got really badly sick, she they she ended up moving back down here from Spokane, and they lived with us. They moved in with us because Joel was really. You know, well, she, and yeah, at that yeah. time we had no idea what the fuck was going on. With yeah, me. yeah, yeah, and just and my first child was only one mm-hmm. or no two, and then had another, and wasn't even a month old, mm-hmm. and I'm like back at it again, and I'm like I can't even yeah. freaking function and raise two kids. So yeah, so it's been a struggle, and you know, COVID didn't help. You can't shut you can't shut everything down and then my turn ch- everything back on and expect everything to be okay, right? My children so. are straight what they would be definition COVID kids. <laughs> that's what they that's what they labeled as. Yeah. Because they didn't get that social ability. Yeah. The kids are so they're so sensitive too right now. I mean, you spend more time with all of the kids. I mean, I can't even go to the store with Jewel and having a kid runs up. Uh, <laughs> no, oh my God. A kid runs up and is so excited to see Jewel, you know. I know. They're like, hi. She has to co-op um, at one of uh, the schools. And then. I'm on the PTA. And she's the on the PTA. PTA so I know, the other. I know a lot of the kids from both of them. And she goes to their. um Kind of like events, events and stuff like that during the day. So a lot of the kids are always like, hi. I know. And just actually the other day I got to attend at um, the preschool. Um, the littler kids, like I got to experience the littler kids. And like I had one that was like snuggling with me and they didn't even know who I was. And I'm like, oh, my God. But like I've always seen myself like being I'm always been really good with kids. Mm hmm. And like, even with like my little cousins, I'm like always been a kid person. Like I have the, I, for some reason, like I have a long stride of patience for kids. Like it takes a little bit and then I'm like, okay. Yeah. So she's been running around. She's on the board and then she co-ops and then she's on the PTA and then she goes and does some sort of functions with, uh, both of them. All. Both of them. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm trying not, to coordinate. Both she's things. in a meeting half of the time. I know I'm in a bunch of meetings. It's so you weird. are you are in meetings half of the time. I get home and I'm like hi bye. Yeah. Hi bye. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's kind of I, I think, at my oldest at their public school, it's a little more disappointing. Mm-hmm. You would think that because of how many kids are going there and how many grades, there'd be a lot of parent involvement. It's like, you know how you see it on like the TV shows or the movies. You're like PTA meeting. Right. And it's like in the fucking like it's like an assembly. There's a shit ton of parents. Right. And they're like doing their questions, raising their things. Right. Or whatever. And then we showed up to the very first PTA meeting and there was like less than 10 people. We were like, the fuck is this? What the shit is this? And then, like, me and my partner like to point out that we do see people driving in Mercedes, driving in these big, huge, fucking, richy, rich, fucking, expensive, like, Teslas. I've seen about five-plus Teslas. 
oh we are just like we sit there because of the shit that we have now found out we're like where the fuck's your money to support your child's school bitches like we're broke <laughs> and like we're doing the best we fucking can by just being involved yeah. what, what are you guys doing and we see how there's the lack of involvement. Yeah. Literally, the PTA would have gone away last year if there wasn't any involvement. I wish I would have known. I feel super bad. But I was really sick. So yeah. I didn't really have that much awareness of that. I was just trying to get through my day, make sure my child was actually just being able to go to school and come back. It was very hard. Yeah. I had a lot of a lot of help. Yep, we did. Um, we did a lot. There was a lot of help. So it's different than this year. But it's like... You don't realize, so I'm not going to tell you what all is involved because you need to get involved with in your own child's PTA and know how much the PTA right. is involved in schools and how much then you'll feel like, oh, the, the school districts really don't do shit. No, they fucking don't. It's the PTA. I was like, damn. And then I'm sitting here right now. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We do this. We help the teachers. We help all the kids, right? And I'm like not trying to like, we should just do this stuff, right? But I'm like, Y'all are like drowning a little bit. Like who's helping you guys out? Like who's thanking you guys for doing this shit? Because I feel like the district gets credit for these things. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little sus. Like that's the new word. It's sus. Okay. Right on. Hold your shit accountable. Like you, that's my whole thing is like. Accountability, man. I'm going to be throwing that in everybody's face because I want, I want everybody to have within their community Yes. Um, to hold those accountable. And that's and what I'm saying. So... I'm not telling you shit what's involved PTA. You need to go figure out for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. same thing with everything. Figure the shit out. Educate yourself. Really, mm -hmm. li literally, if you have questions and you don't feel like the answer's making sense, figure it out. Do yeah. your research. And actually, from true, real, lived experiences, from everything we've talked about, literally, just... Don't bitch about it. Be about it. Yes. Um, it may be exhausting, but it's worth it. Yeah. And being a good human being is worth it. <laughs> and let me tell you, Jules gone over and beyond um, what I thought she was going to do when I said I sat there and looked at her in, in the face and I'm like challenging her. And she's like, she was bitching about it. I mean, she was bitching about it. I'm like, girl, you can't bitch about it until you go and you see for yourself what is actually happening. And she she had a little wake-up call because she, she didn't know what was all happening. And she got to learn, and she's, you know, doing it. She's involved. She's heavily involved. And, you know, hey, if there was only more, if we could just you know, clone jewel around. Yeah, it would be nice because it's pretty exhausting. Yeah. Um, and I just got to say, um, my youngest child's uh, teacher is a little worried about next year because a lot of good human beings are leaving and um, they want good people for the board to help run the school. So... The times. And you're not going to be on the board next year. I just don't think it's allowed. I think you literally have to have a kid going yeah. there. And my child is going to be moved on, going to kindergarten. So. Yeah. Um, but I could not rave more about the school. But yeah. yeah, that's a great school. That's why it just sucks that my other child's school sucks. Mm -hmm. I mean. 
It's actually not a bad school. It's actually yeah, that's, that's, really that's, that's good school. It's just mm. there's a few things that need to change within there's, that school, and they need to follow. Yeah. Um, I think that's what we should say. There's situational things that happen there that don't get dealt with properly. Right. I would say there's good human beings. Like I would wouldn't say that the principal is bad. I think the principal has good intentions, and mm-hmm. I think the principal is trying to do their best. A lot of things are very overwhelming, especially within our school district right now. There's a levy that's trying to like wishy-washy. And like if it doesn't get passed next year, the school district will lose over 150 teachers. And right now the class sizes are super like the highest it's ever been in the school district. And doing that will make it even worse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if anybody is aware of that, you know, like teacher to class size ratio, you did these poor teachers, no wonder why they're on strike, dude. And this is the thing. They're, it's not like they're on strike because they're stressed out because of the kids. They're trying to do it for the kids because they cannot pay attention to every single human being and rate, like to every single, like to every child's concern and like attentiveness and um, accommodations. That's a lot of kids. A I, lot. We a found lo- out, we found out literally the amount that is allowed in the school district and me and my partner were like jaws on the floor we're like oh my god even especially for kindergarten Mm -hmm. i was like wow so these teachers are very overwhelmed right now but like my mom says still need to be held accountable these are kids if there's things that Mm -hmm. are happening you need to let the community know we need to try and do the best that we can Mm -hmm. to make sure that these kids have a good future so let's all take a deep breath before we you know go well you're not not, oh god oh my gosh you can't take a deep breath i can't take a deep breath i've been so sick well i was just gonna do the method that my child taught me oh let's do it let's do it so you use your hand and you go you breathe and then down you go yep and you do it that many times over Yeah. Okay. On your fingers. Deep breaths. Breathe up and then breathe out on the down. As much as you can get involved with your community, you know, do so because I would even say if you can't just don't, even if you don't have children, still try to get involved as best as you can. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be within, you know, we're talking about a certain community, you know, and it doesn't even if you don't have kids, doesn't be school district, just the county, your area. The homeless. Um, there's a lot of things happening right now, you know, within every single area. I just have to say is if we're privileged enough, we have these privileges. Do good and do right for the community. Mm-hmm. We have access to certain things. We have we are very privileged. So we need to do what we can. When you see a problem occurring, you got to do it you, the best you can. Yeah. So and it's the same. I mean, I know we're saying bitch about it, be about it, but it's the same thing. It's like if you are privileged enough to have certain things, help, like help, help, help. And, and it doesn't always have to be about money. No. If you have time, mm-hmm. give your time. Or just schedule time. Say, I'm going to allow, instead of watching whatever TV, movies, do, you know, whatever, I'm going to schedule a certain amount of time and I'm going to commit this to something that 
I've been bitching about in my community instead of bitching about it over and over again. I'm going to turn that bitch into an action, right? So one thing that I want to bring up, and it's maybe because it's the timing of the season and stuff like that, but it's something that like happened with me soon. Like it was earlier. It was just like a full circle moment for me and like how relative it was within like my own family. So I'm just going to tell you, I was being nice helping out my child's school and we cleaned out the addict and I was selling stuff for them to get school for get money for the school. And one of the, one of these um, people that I sold stuff to, it was like, kind of like, it seemed like we were one upping each other on like doing like the good deeds. Um, and it was like, I was like, Oh, thank you so much. Like all of this proceeds is going to my child's school. It's like, it's not going to me. It's going to my kid's school. And they were like, oh, they're like, that's so awesome. Um, these are going to be used to cook meals for the homeless for Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, you kind ass person. Yep. Reminding me of my grandfather. Yep. And my grandfather's no longer here. So it's like I'm wondering, like, who's fucking doing this job? But now I just this gentleman just I'm like, glad people are doing it still. Mm-hmm. So, um but my grandfather used to cook turkeys and other things um, and serve it. And I, my sh- shit thinking, used to think that. I was like, oh, my God, where the fuck's my grandfather? I'm like, what the fuck? He's so selfish. What the fuck? What the fuck? Growing up and then I'm like, oh, my God. He's doing something bigger than himself. Like, he's not thinking of himself. He's not even thinking of his family. Like, he's thinking of others. Which, to me now, being older, I'm like, that's what's important. Because we are privileged. He already sees. He's like, they're going to have food. They're going to be okay on the holidays. These people aren't. And I wish more people would do that. Yeah. So, always be kind and think of others. And support your community. Take that time. Even though I was sick... I still did that and and I still gave back to my with to my community even mm-hmm. though I was sick. Yep. I think it's always like if you it's if you have something and you, if you can help help. Yeah. So. so until next time I'm Sarah and I'm Joel. Peace. Our show is produced by us. Our theme song is by Comeback Karma. Don't forget to like and subscribe.